Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,105. Better an oops than a what if. (laughs) Uh, What what I have learned is that Ferrari people think big, they think fun, they have incredible energy, and they're willing to really dedicate that energy to some incredible events. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Teresa Gilpatrick. Hey, Teresa, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely. Ready to go. All right. Teresa Gilpatrick is the executive director of the Ferrari Club of America. She was born and raised in Los Angeles, the heart of car culture. Always having the car bug, she collected matchbox cars, built Ravel models, and anticipated her driver's license far too early. My goodness, you sound just like me, Teresa. After a post-college move, her association with Ferrari grew deeper, and she acquired a 308 QV, a 332 plus 2 two-headlight version, a Testarossa, a 250 Cabriolet Series 2, among others. She earned a master's degree in nonprofit management in 1996 and has served in the nonprofit sector for over 25 years. Her position with the Ferrari Club of America allows her to use her education, support the collector car hobby, and give back through a wonderful platform filled with Ferrari Tifosi. All right, Teresa, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little more about your career and a very obvious passion for uh, Italian automobiles. I do. Uh, I'm very grateful to be able to work for the club. As our president, Jim Meek, loves to say, we actually are a social club with a car problem. Uh, <laughs> it, we have been able to use these cars to connect with an incredible passion for Ferrari and for the Ferrari lifestyle. We love to drive our cars. We love to congregate and have great meals and great conversation, and you meet incredible people. I'm very fortunate to work for the club, and I get to travel help with some terrific events, meet great people, and give back to the club that has given me so much. Uh, I've got lifetime friends, incredible friendships. I have people who come up to me and say, I've known your son since before he was born, and he's now 22. (laughs) It really feels like a family, and I I love car people. Uh, Car people are technical and fun and engaged, and I'm very blessed to work where I do. Well, that's cool. And of course, Ferrari fans, whether they drive the cars or just love the cars like I do, are like no other group of people. I mean, the Ferrari brand is just is just so exceptional, an iconic brand, if you will, that just keeps growing and growing, and uh, the passion is massive. So I'm really excited to learn more about you and what you're doing for the Ferrari Club of America. And as we continue on your journey, I lo- always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a nice way to get the Ferrari tires turning here on Cars, yeah. So, Teresa, take the wheel. Well, my favorite quote that I apply time and time again is, better an oops than a what if. (laughs) Uh, What what I have learned is that Ferrari people think big, they think fun, they have incredible energy, and they're willing to really dedicate that energy to some incredible events. And uh, so there are times when we really get to think big and uh, talk about opportunities and things that come our way. And so I really apply that to every aspect of my life. I would rather give something a shot and learn and try and see what happens. I've met incredible people doing that way. 
and I've, I've had some great experiences. So I try to apply that not only to work, not only to my projects, but to my personal life as well. And it has served me well. Well, no doubt. You know, what comes to mind is something I learned from a friend a long time ago. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Words of a loser. And uh, <laughs> he taught me that when we were out surfing one day, the surf was a little big. I was a little bit uncomfortable where we were. It was a little bit over my head, if you will, uh, to use a pun. And um, I started to paddle for this one big set and I backed off. I just like, whoa. And he paddled by me and splashed me in the face. And I said, man, I should have taken that. And I'll never forget it. I'm sharing it today. And it was probably 20 years ago. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Words of a loser. <laughs> and, uh, now, he so was true. a rugby player. So he was one of these guys that went for it. You know, he is a little braver than I was. But uh, I love that better an oops. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, let's talk about you for a minute and go back in time and talk about a story that instigated your personal passion for cars and maybe specifically Ferrari. Tell us about a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were indeed a car gal. When I was indeed a car gal, frankly, uh, the first aha moment I had was when I took my driver's exam and I grew up in Los Angeles and uh, you did the written test and then you did the road test in order to achieve your first driver's license. And I did that in my dad's 76 Coupe de Ville. So you can only imagine oh. a five four driving a Coupe de Ville. And the final exam was you had to parallel park it in front of everyone waiting. Whoa. And I, yeah. I pulled it off and I was so proud and I thought, I can do this. I just had a lot of fun with it. I always grew up liking cars and I frankly don't really know where that came from. But I had a great Matchbox collection. I had the orange racetrack with the battery-operated pusher. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And it always connected me to interesting people. And that didn't really come home to me until I was uh, in my adult years and starting to really be able to play in the collector car field and to connect with other people. It's just been a great moment, a great moment in my life. I've been very, very grateful. It's a lot of fun. Well, no kidding. And, you know, I think it's it's great, too, being a woman and... In the automotive industry, which is definitely male-dominated, if you will, but I, I'm seeing more and more women these days particular. But to be a young woman back in L L.A. during the day and be into cars, and kudos to you for parallel parking that beast. Oh, my gosh. That's, <laughs> yep. that's impressive. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. You know, you throw confetti out the window as you dock. That thing felt like a land yacht, and <laughs> it, it was enormous. And when I look at them today, I think, I can't believe I drove one of those. But, you know, the the whole... You hear about car guys. I really, there is a huge groundswell of, come on, there are car girls too. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And I have only ever been treated with respect. I've only ever been treated as a fellow car person. And yeah. uh, whether that's luck or whatever, or I don't know, the fates, I don't know. But I've had a great experience. I've always been welcomed. I've always had opportunities handed to me to ride in cars, drive cars, attend car events, participate organize. And it's always just been a level playing field of car enthusiasts. And uh, kudos, kudos to everyone. Yeah, the car hobby. And I've learned this talking to so many people. And I've got nearly 200 women in a special category on the Cars Yeah website for the different uh, resources tabs that I have of people in the industry. And I've learned that the car hobby kind of supersedes all socioeconomic, gender, political, race, whatever it might be, things that sometimes divide us. All those things are just, they go null. I mean, they don't exist in the car hobby. If you like cars, if it rolls on rubber and you love it, then you're just one of the gang. And mm -hmm. they all seem to get along. So I'm really happy to hear that from your perspective as well, because you have a very different perspective than I do being a man or being a woman versus a man. But I think that's fantastic. 
Let's talk about some of the challenges or a challenge or even a big failure that you faced along the way in your career, because these are wonderful learning moments. I even had a guest on once that she said, every year I set 100 goals to fail, meaning that I've tried 100 things that I've never done before. I love that. Tell us how that particular experience you're going to share helped you gain even more momentum as you move forward in your career. Oh, gosh. I think one of the biggest challenges I faced is as I began my career at the Ferrari Club as executive director, it was basically 2009 to 2011, a huge sea change for the club. We were still reacting to the um, 2007 economic crash. Clubs around the country were struggling. We were looking at membership. We were overhauling programs. And then we had a very unique opportunity that stretched us all which is that I was going through the club's paperwork and discovered we were founded in 1962. We were sneaking up on 2012, our 50th anniversary. And oh. I called my boss. Yeah, I called my boss, Al DeLauro, who we frequently joke is the other half of my brain. He and I worked together seamlessly. <laughs> we were really quite a team. And I said, Al, here we come, 50th anniversary. We've got roughly under two years to plan it. What are we going to do? And he said, I don't know. What do you want to do? And we started spooling out ideas the next thing you know, we found a sponsor to purchase the last 599 off of the assembly line. We slapped it full of sponsor decals and we treated it like a rolling baton. We had 300 drivers drive the car over 14 months, 20,000 miles. We touched every region and chapter to have an on-the-ground celebration with our members. But uh, to be able to create that program and execute it with all of the planning and details that that took to have a celebration that genuinely meant something to our members and wasn't just a 10,000-foot view of, hey, there's an anniversary. We wanted to drive this down to the membership. It was an enormous challenge. It was a huge logistical nightmare, if you will. But we pulled it off, and we had a great time. We raised over $275,000 for Ronald McDonald House in the process. We were very proud of that. So uh, there were a lot of moving parts to that. There were a lot of challenges, a lot of new things to learn, but we did it. And I'm very proud of the outcome. You know, it's pretty cool because uh, it's been a while since I've been at the Ferrari factory. 2011 was the last time I was there. And they had some cars on display there that had done a drive through, I think, China and maybe other parts of the world. Um, And they'd been signed by all the different people that had driven them. And uh, yeah, I think Ferrari... I don't know if I should say above any other mark because uh, so many marks have so much passion, but the fact that they get out there and drive, and I've got a a local friend up here in the Pacific Northwest who's going to be a future guest in the show who has a rather new Ferrari, and I think it's got like 80,000 miles. He drives it all the time, drives it everywhere. I I, I love this guy, uh, William Howard. He's just an awesome guy because he uses his car, and so many Ferraris kind of get tucked away and never come out. And the fact that you guys did that with a car, a 599, and put it in people's hands and took it out there and, and shared it with the world is a really cool idea, but no doubt a lot of challenges. A lot of challenges. It was fun. William does drive his cars uh, and it's terrific. I'm very familiar with William. He um, he has posted on social media pictures of his odometer and it does get an awful lot of comments. Yeah, uh, and yeah. We, we are actually running a, a contest for Shell, one of our primary sponsors. And every week we ask people to post a photo of their car in a shell station and tie it together to the club. And recently we had a member, Kevin Enderby, out in California who posted a photo of his odometer. One of his cars has 250,000 miles on it. His other car has 150,000 miles on it. And he bought them new. And they are what I would consider current cars. 
but the cars do so well when you drive them. He maintains them religiously, but he gets out there. He's a roving ambassador for the mark and for the club because we really encourage people to drive the cars. I think you don't get to know them until you drive them. They have such right. a soul when they're engaged and moving. They ask you to really drive them. They are yeah. not a passive vehicle at all. And uh, they engender a passion like no other. It's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And it's fun to share it with other people. Cool story. Well, let's shift gears and talk about a career aha moment when those headlights come on and illuminate a new idea for you to head in a new direction. What was one of yours that really stands out? Oh, wow. Gosh, I guess when I uh, when I came to this job, I happened to be sitting next to my predecessor at a dinner in Dallas, and she mentioned something about eventually wanting to retire and not being sure uh, how she wanted to approach that. And I still, to this day, do not know how this happened, but I turned to her and it just dropped out of my mouth. I said, well, if you ever want a job share, let me know. I'd be very interested. And she said, okay. And she called me about a week later and said, let's discuss. And wow. that is how I wound up segueing into this job. And when Pat was ready to retire, she called and, and did a very graceful handoff. The club is immensely grateful to her. She was in this position for a very long time. She was the first person to have it. And to have that handed off to me was quite an honor. And uh, I'm oh, very yeah. grateful to Pat for all she did. But one of those moments, better an oops than a what if, you know, yeah. you look at an opportunity and you say, if I don't say anything, I have no opportunity. Right. So, yeah. I, chose to say something and and there it went and look where i am today oh well, it's just a, it's it's awesome it's awesome what is wayne gretzky i think has a quote you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take and right. you know it's uh it's exactly true and be careful what you ask for because you might get it but ask mm -hmm. for it you know step up uh give it a try mm -hmm. and uh i think it's very interesting that a woman held the position before you did so two women in a row which is really cool too uh, ah, what a great story. So that's a golden nugget for you listeners, man. If you're ever in a position and you think, man, I'd like to do that, stand up and ask for it. You never know. You might get a chance. So take that's a right. swing. Yeah. Nobody's a mind reader. <laughs> no, they are not. They are not. And if you don't say anything, they figure you're not interested. So uh that's any right. rate, well, let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special car. Now, I, I mentioned in my intro that you've had some really cool Ferraris. Uh, but what was your first really special car? That first car that you got that had some great meaning for you? Probably the three white Quattro valve. It was an 84. I absolutely loved it. I uh, had it long enough to really bond with it, use it in some really unique occasions, and then to use it as a daily driver, which some people thought was really funny. They don't see those cars as daily drivers, and yet they can be. Uh, it was my first exotic car, truly exotic car. And it took a little getting used to because that first one, it does give you pause. Uh, you want to treat it with TLC and kid gloves, and then you realize it's a car. And you're never going to really understand it unless you actually actively use it. And living in Colorado, I had the opportunity to take it on some roads, some really great mountain passes, Independence Pass, Vail Pass, up and back Mount Evans. Just really enjoy the car. Learned right about the time we sold the car. That was when I was mastering the downshift. <laughs> it took a while, but I loved it. It was just right. It was the right size. I could put it on the track. I could drive it on the road. I could take it around town. And I just bonded with the car. There was something about it. And what gives me great pleasure is that I lost track of it after it was sold. It, it, it always made me sad because that was the one car I wished I still had back, oddly enough. And then a couple of years ago, I was speaking to someone who I'd met through the club and discovered he owned that car. 
And it's no still way. here in Denver. It's oh, still wow. here in Denver. And I've been out to see it and it looks great. And he takes very good care of it. And it pleases me no end because it, it fell in, into the hands of someone who really cares, who drives it, who loves it. And so I know where it is. If I decide I want yeah. to back, I'll go knocking on his door. But that made me happy. Oh, that's cool. And those cars, correct me if I'm wrong, they had the uh, metal gated shifter. Um, they did. Yeah, yeah, which is just classic Ferrari. I mean, it's just, yeah, a little bit tricky uh, to downshift for sure. But uh, I know what you mean. But ah, delightful car to drive. I mean, just super comfortable. And to me, that's kind of was the the newer generation of the old Dino Ferrari and some of the design aspects and just the feeling of it, even the dash a little bit. I'm, some of the purists mm-hmm. might think I'm a little crazy, but to me, that's kind of the look that had. And of course, uh, coming off the heels of Magnum PI and all the all those fun images of Ferrari. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Very it's an cool. iconic design and it's um it had great road feel. It was balanced really well. It was light. It was fun. And I get a lot of satisfaction out of that. There's that, sound that you referred to when you shift with that middle the metal gate shifter yes. uh, you get that snick when you yep. get it just right yep. and it was really fun and i'm a three pedal girl i i don't mind the f1 paddle shifters but i really like the satisfaction of the three pedal and yeah. that car was just a lot of fun ah my kind of lady i love it well how about <laughs> seller's remorse uh, is that your seller's remorse story or is there another car you really wish you had back uh i really really uh, for seller's remorse really wish that the 250 Cabriolet Series 2 hadn't gotten away. That was a lovely, lovely car. Beautiful to drive, top-down, quintessential 60s convertible. It was very usable. It had that beautiful 250 motor. Uh, It would sound incredible in the canyons. I have very fond memories (laughs) of driving it on the Colorado Grand two years in a row. Uh, One year, I was pregnant with my son. And to this day, I swear that's why he's a car kid. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I was going to say, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that big V12 would put him to sleep. I'd get out of the car. He'd start elbowing me. Uh, But it was a wonderful (laughs) car to drive. And, uh, you know, you look at the price of it now versus when the car was sold, and it's a little uh, eye-watering to see the gap. But uh, that was a lovely, lovely car, and I have great memories of it. That's the one that got away. Well, and I know your son's a car fan, so I love that part of the story. He can tell all of his friends, yeah, I was riding into Ferrari before I was born. (laughs) So (laughs) that's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. Well, I would love for you to share what has you excited and fired up right now with the Ferrari Club of America. What kind of things are you guys working on? What are you doing uh, that has you really geared up? Well, right now we are working on what we call our annual meet, and it's a five-day annual event that we put on. It's a little bit of a traveling roadshow. It's in a different location every year, and this year it is September 15 through 20 at Watkins Glen and Corning, New York. So our Concours will have about 180 cars on Market Street in Corning on Sunday, the September 16. It's open to the public, free of charge. Just come look at the cars. It takes a lot of effort on the part of our team. We have a small team with a big task, but this will be one of our biggest annual meets ever in terms of attendance and numbers of cars. And of course, the the opportunity to drive those cars on Watkins Glen is like no other. And uh, we are really looking forward to that. So we will have rallies through the Finger Lakes regions. We will have four days of track and driver school. We have the Concours, that's Sunday the 16th. It's basically one big Ferrari festival 
for our members. So that is the big project we're working on right now. And the clock is definitely ticking. We're all feeling that September's around the corner. So we're working pretty hard, but that's uh, that's our big moment right now. Wow. How fun is that? Now, let me ask you, at the Ferrari Club of America, do you have to own a Ferrari to be a member? You do not. And it's in our bylaws. You need to be an enthusiast. So we encourage everyone. We have a lot of people who join who are thinking about purchasing a car and they would love the opportunity to connect with other owners and they will join. They'll come to a couple of events. They meet some people. They start asking questions and it helps them kind of frame what car they might be interested in. And it's amazing how many people do a pivot where they think car A is the one for them. They learn something and they go to car B. They have a great experience. They make it a family affair. They come to our social events. So uh, no, you don't need to be an owner, but eventually they do convert, I have to say. Absolutely. Well, I I knew that, but I wanted the listeners to know that because Sometimes people kind of go, oh, those Ferrari guys, their noses are up in the air. They're a special group. I could never be part of that. And it can't be further from the truth. I've been involved with so many Ferrari people over the years. I've never had the fortune to own a Ferrari, but I certainly do love them. And always welcoming. Every time I go to an event, a Concours, whatever it might be, always welcome to share, talk about their cars. I even had a guy toss me the keys to his 250 short wheelbase at the Cavallino event and let me take his car for a drive. I mean, that's the kind of people, yeah, that are Ferrari Club of America members. So if you have a passion for Ferrari, go to the website, uh, check it out, sign up and and just be a part of it. Even if you don't think you're ever going to have a Ferrari, you can... Well, you never know. According to Teresa, you will now once you join the club. So (laughs) I like that. Positive thinking. Uh, Think and grow rich, I think, from that famous book that we all know about. Uh, Well, let's talk about you for a second. And I have a very introspective question for you, Teresa. If you were a vehicle, what would you be and why? Oh, my. Interesting question. If I were a car, what would I be and why? I would be a car that you had to shift. Okay. Better a sports car with a trunk, put it that way, or a boot depending on your perspective. Because <laughs> I'm not going to really touch think, that comment. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Leave that one off. Um, yep. no, I get it. Um, that's pretty <laughs> funny. I think if you shift a car, you have to get to know the car. You have to listen to it, pay attention. You can't yeah. text. You can't be on the phone. It yep. asks you to drive. It forces you to pay attention, but it's also such an enjoyable exercise. And I yeah. think you get to understand the mechanical components better. You just engage with them a little bit more. So if I were a car... Gosh, I won't be fussy. Maybe maybe I'd be a 308 because you can do a weekend away in it and it makes you shift. How's that? Yeah, I like it very much. That's why I insisted both my kids' first cars be manual so that, yeah, they have to engage. They have to think about what they're doing. They had a rather long commute to their high school and they had to drive all different roads and freeways and over a big suspension bridge and all this. And I think just the fact that they had to be focusing on that all the time versus the uh, it, the um, temptation to look at that phone or drink that coffee mm-hmm. or eat that burger or whatever they might be doing uh, is mm-hmm. really important. Very nicely said. Well, Teresa, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. 
In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Market Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Okay, Teresa, we are back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the Ferrari throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Do your homework and don't buy in haste. You will regret. Oh, gosh, every time. Yeah, the red mist. Mm -hmm. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? I've been told I'm extremely diligent and I'm highly organized, and Mm. I prize those compliments. Uh, It has served me well. Now, how about a resource? There are awesome resources these days for us automotive enthusiasts. Is there one in particular you'd like to share with the Cars Yeah listeners? Uh, You know, Mark, you very kindly referenced it earlier. And if someone is interested in Ferraris, I strongly encourage go to ferrariclubofamerica.org and join the club. Our club members are our single greatest resource. They are incredibly giving of their information and their time. If somebody comes and asks a question and has genuine interest, they will stand there all day long and talk to you about cars until you feel like you've had your questions (laughs) answered. Our people are incredible. So that's the resource I'd encourage. Absolutely. I'll make sure I put a link to that on Teresa's show notes page on the Cars Yeah website, but it's really easy to find. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that individual be? Jean Linda Mood Jennings. Oh, well, that's the first. That's cool. Yeah, I think she's phenomenal. She's made a career out of being an incredibly talented journalist, but she advocates for cars and car people, and I have long admired her. Awesome. Yeah, I, I would love to talk to her as well. Well, how about a book? Is there a book that you think our listeners would enjoy reading that you've enjoyed? Yes, but I bet you every one of your listeners has read it. I am okay. very fond of the the art of racing in the rain. <laughs> yes. Most mm-hmm. recommended book here on Cars, yeah. And I'll I'll let the listeners know that maybe don't know this. Gar Stein, the author of that great book, has been a guest here on Cars, yeah. He lives up here in the Pacific Northwest. You know what? He drives an Italian car, too, an Alfa Romeo uh, GTV. So um, very cool guy, very cool car. And, of course, many of you know they're making a movie right now. Patrick Dempsey's working on that movie, The Art of Racing in the Rain, The Story of a Guy Through the Eyes of His Dog. It's marvelous, isn't it? It's wonderful. It's very emotional. It's a lovely read. And 
I, I can't I can't encourage it enough. It's beautifully done. You know, I've read it a few times, and I was listening to it on audiobooks, and I was working on the side of my house. This was last month, and it got to the end, and I was just like <laughs> practically crying. I mean, it's easy to do with that book. And my neighbor walked around and goes, Mark, what's wrong? And I'm like, that's so sad. <laughs> she looked at me like, did somebody die? And I go, yeah. And I'm not yes. going to give anything away here. But yeah, it was funny. And then I told her what I was listening to. And she goes, you car people, you're nuts. So uh, <laughs> I said, well, thank you. Yes, we are. Absolutely. Well, I remind our listeners, you can find links to these great resources Teresa has shared on her show notes page on the Cars yeah website, including the book, The Art of Racing in the Rain, or get the audio book. It's fun to listen to as well. Along with all these other great things, just go to carsyeah.com, type Teresa Gilpatrick, spelled just as it sounds, into the search bar and that page will pop up. All right, Teresa, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you one cool collector car for your garage. It's the only one you can have. But you, I guess there's a couple rules here. You've got to drive it, which I don't think is a problem for you. You've got to keep it. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with. But money is no object today. Kind of a fun day here on Cars, yeah? So what can I buy you and why? Well, Mark, since you won the virtual lottery and you're <laughs> yes. going to spend it on me, I'm going yeah. to spend all of your lottery winnings. Oh, uh, I know. My one iconic car, my lottery car, is a 288 GTO. Okay. Love those. <laughs> Love those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty nice. What is it about that car you like so much? Uh, you could put it on the track. It has that lovely gate shifter that I so love. And uh, frankly, you could take it on a road trip if you wanted. It's got the boot and it would encourage you to go. I think that car on a road trip would be amazing. A lot of fun. To me, the design is iconic. It is the 308 on steroids, as we all know. Um, I love the shape. I love the design. I love the era. And I've driven those cars and they're just terrific. So to me, Uh, that would be the one car that's kind of the all around the older yeah. cars are beautiful, but to drive them on the road extensively is a little risky these days. But that car, yeah. you could have a lot of fun. Oh, no kidding. Well, just so I get the right model, because I'm going to you know, hopefully find you on the West Coast and drive it over there to visit you in Colorado and drop it off in your garage. But what color would you like me to bring you? Red only, please. <laughs> Red, of course. Yeah. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> oh, you are a Ferrari girl, that's for sure. Teresa, you have taken me on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Yeah listeners. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that Ferrari 288 GTO? Uh, To all of you who are car people, uh, enjoy. Enjoy everything the cars give to you. Enjoy the passion and the freedom and the independence and the history. And most of all, enjoy the car people on the ride with you because they are amazing. And Mark, thank you for the opportunity. Oh, you're welcome. Very well said. And of course, this show's airing off the uh, just after the car week in Monterey, where I've spent a week down there. Uh, oh, my gosh, getting overloaded with cars, including Ferrari, lots of Ferraris at Concorso Italiano and the Ferraris on the lawn at Pebble Beach. And the quail and oh my gosh, I'm I'm kind of like in a daze right now, like I always am when I come back from that week. But listeners, I want to remind you to check out the Ferrari Club of America. Go to the website. It's absolutely fantastic. And again, that website so that everyone can find it? FerrariClubofAmerica.org. There you go. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything Teresa shared on her show notes page. Just go there and check it out. Follow Teresa. Follow the Ferrari Club of America. It's a wonderful group of people. Even if you don't have a car right now, it might just lead to having one someday. You never know. It's a good first step to take. 
Teresa, thank you for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with our listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. It's been a terrific experience. And to all of you car people, I hope I see you on the road as well. Grazie. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.